Welcome to the Arone Sports Podcast. Listen in as professional handicappers Frank and Rob break down this week's wagers on a game-by-game basis. Tomorrow the let a sucker keep his money. Is there a lot of money to be made in that line of business? Nothing is impossible. You can shear a sheep many times, but skin him only once. Obsession is a young man's game. This is exactly my point. Take it easy, take it easy. Simple mind people, not easy. What's all that about? You're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. What I think I meant to say was just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I'm here to give you a show what it's missing. You guys are crazy. You ready? Ready. Set? Set. One, two, three, go! Tuesday, September 25th, 2018. Welcome back to the Own Sports Podcast. Your host, Frank Arone, here as always. This week, coming to you from Las Vegas. Uh, headed out here for work for the week. So, it's uh, a little bit of a role reversal here. Uh, bring on Rob here. We're actually going to head back to Minnesota. Uh, how you doing there, Rob? Yeah, not too bad. A little crazy. You're in Vegas. I'm here. What? Uh, what what's the deal? Yeah, it, uh, it's a little warmer out here, that's for sure. And you could tell me leaving off the plane, just that heat hit you uh, right when it was starting to feel pretty good there back at home. But uh, I'm going to be out here for the through Thursday night to watch the uh, the Vikes-Rams game, which would be a fun one, and then heading back there. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. What, uh, what have you been up to this week? Not much. A little volleyball, Fletcher's, and... Uh... Had a big showdown against my friends there yesterday and didn't end too well. Had a little tight game and we barely got beat there at the end. So I was kind of disappointing and had a little volleyball today. And then volleyball a little Wednesday and Thursday to cap it off. So full slate of volleyball for me here this week uh, to cap off playoffs. That sounds well-rounded and exciting. Yeah, getting a little, getting a little <laughs> too cold here in, uh, in old uh, God's Country, Minnesota, that's for sure. I don't know about this uh, cold weather coming. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, last week I know we had a big crew over at the house and had all the TVs going, and unfortunately they had 10 games going, so we didn't even get to see two of them uh, for large stretches of them. But uh, it doesn't sound like it might not have been a bad thing based on that whatever Tennessee-Houston score that we didn't need, or no, who was it? Uh, Tennessee-Jacksonville and Tennessee-Jacksonville. So probably didn't miss much there. But uh, anyway, let's head right into the weekend recap. The weekend recap. So from a betting standpoint, how did week three treat you? Yeah, it was pretty much uh, just a little juicy, taking juice for me. I didn't uh, wasn't too great by any means. I think just went uh, was it two and two? I think on my releases and yeah, I, I don't know. I had uh, Carolina minus two and a half. They were kind of in troll that game all all game long against Cincinnati. There ended up winning by ten. So it was a pretty easy play. Ended up th- releasing that there early. All my games, I guess, were pretty. Uh, early there uh, Sunday morning and then San Francisco which I said in the pod and was my pick of the week I like them plus six they just couldn't quite get there back door is kind of open there a little bit but yeah when obviously uh, Jimmy G got hurt there it's going to be pretty tough for San Francisco so that, uh, that was a pretty big loser kind of disappointed about that game and had Atlanta minus one and a half that was kind of just a coin flip game they were kind of in control they were in control of that game for most of the time or not in control but they were it was kind of a back and forth type of deal and it looked like they were going to wheel to win that game and cover but uh, New Orleans came there at the end and got it to overtime, and then they didn't get the ball in overtime, went right to New Orleans, and that defense just couldn't stop a thing. So, tough one there. And then uh, Seattle kind of had that one in hand the whole time, minus one, which I liked there, and released uh, right before kickoff in that late late, late slot. But So, yeah, two and two, nothing crazy. Uh, Could have been better, but oh well. Uh, how about yourself there? Yeah, pretty much the same story. I only released two plays, and Baltimore was pretty much a never-in-doubt right side for the most part. And, uh, San Diego I had that just kept knocking on the back door, but uh, no one let them in. They just oh, had yeah. multiple opportunities to to make that happen and just couldn't do it. So it was kind of similar. That was my play of the week. Um, kind of a similar start to your play of the week with San Francisco. Was we were both catching about a touchdown there, and uh, they fell behind a little bit early and both started coming back. And um, I don't know, they were just flirting with the whole time and just didn't get her done. So that was a little, a little frustrating, but... I still think that uh, more often than not, they're they're going to sneak in there, if not to uh, keep the game closer. So I still was fine with the play. I just didn't quite get there, which is going to happen. And um, might be a common theme for me to be betting against the Rams quite a bit this year because they're uh, getting a lot of love pretty much week in and week out here. So that was, that was about, uh, about it. It was kind of a depressing week from just a fan standpoint. We had 
everybody over to watch the Vikings and the first time to get actually pounded by the Bills like that. Uh, it kind of had a depressing feel uh, as a whole for the house, but from a betting standpoint, it wasn't that bad. It just wasn't really good either. So hopefully we can turn that around here and, and, and get her going and get a little traction uh, as we go forward here. Yeah, it's kind of crazy too just how many teams and how many games have played out just so much differently than I expected last week. It just goes to show you how crazy the NFL is and how it's really, obviously the Vikings is ridiculous and one of the biggest upsets I think since, I don't know, for 20, 25 years, something like that, something crazy or maybe even longer. But yeah, it just goes to show you about once you think you got it good and you're doing well and uh, anything can happen and kind of derail your little train. So you can't get too high on your horse, that's for sure, especially with this NFL uh, slate they have every week. Yeah, exactly. No matter how sure you are, how confident you feel in a single event, you don't want to overexpose yourself because anything can happen. <laughs> Absolutely. So, anyway, uh, let's take a look at where the numbers came into play last week. Getting the best of the number. So I think there's only a couple instances where it came into play, but do you want to go ahead and uh, tell, talk about those? Yeah, the biggest one by far uh, was that Thursday night game, the Jets at Cleveland. That game opened 39.5 and, and kind of took some steam on the under. And I think pretty much across the board closed 37.5 as far as I could uh, remember and that I saw. And that game landed right on 38 there. So that's a big uh, that's a big one there uh, for being uh, getting the best of the number. Again, you could got it either, either end. If you would have betted at close over, you would have won. Otherwise, under right at open or even throughout the week, 30 under 38.5, 39, 39.5, and, and you would have been a winner. And one other one I had, Pittsburgh-Tampa Bay, like I mentioned last week at the Westgate, opened it as well as Pinnacle, which is a pretty uh, prevalent offshore sports book, probably one of the most, uh, the biggest, with the sharpest action, has the best lines, uh, or the most, uh, the sharpest lines, I should say. Uh, that one opened at three on Pittsburgh, and then that got bet all the way. And before kickoff, that was actually Tampa Bay went off as a one-point favorite at some shops. Uh, pretty crazy. Pretty big adjustment there, uh, especially through three, so... Uh, and that one landed right on 3.30 to 27. So another one where, you know, but uh, not that it was as prevalent as like that Jets-Cleveland game for the total, but still, if uh, just another example, get the best number. If you want to bet it, make sure you get it uh, the right number. Yep, absolutely. I know I, I was kind of surprised how far that moved, and I ended up taking a little bit of Pittsburgh, just I didn't release as a play, but a little personal bet on them. So I was happy with the result, even though they almost blew it there late. But uh yeah, for the people that got on Tampa Bay, that's a nice little reward. If you got on right away and got the plus three and ended up sneaking a push out of that one, they fell behind there uh, by so much. Yeah, another so. another game too. If you get a you know, plus, you could have got a a teaser, an advantage teaser there. If you got a plus six, plus six and a half, you could have got Pittsburgh plus one or Tampa Bay plus one at any time. And obviously, those would have won either way too. So that'd be another uh, good play if uh, you would have got the good number for it. Yep, so, all right, well, let's uh, head right into the week four slate here. Uh, those, like I mentioned earlier, the Thursday night game, we have the Vikings fresh off that uh, butt whooping by the Bills heading out to the Rams. The old butt whooping. Here. Looks like the Rams are a six-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 49. Uh, yep, this one here, like I do every week here, I'll give you my power rating number, just what my strict numbers will say without really putting any, any spot into it, uh, any... Anything with the weather, anything along those lines, that uh, just strict, you know, strictly power ratings of uh, what my numbers would say for each team that I have. So I just kind of do that, and then also give the Westgate, which is in Las Vegas, there where you are, the old Superbook that uh, we're going to use for our openers, as well as the Lookhead line, which is a line that was bettable the week before. And also give the opener for the total, just so you can kind of have an idea of how much that moves. So uh, this game here, Minnesota Rams, yeah, my power rating, the Rams were seven. Westgate open Rams seven. Look at line on this one where the Rams minus five and the total opened here at forty nine and a half. And it looks like a little a uh, little movement on the under here. Actually, I don't know. I saw a little bit of overaction, so I got to check that a little bit. So it looks like there's some money coming in. I think a little bit on the over from what I can see. But um, yeah, here's a game tough for just for the side perspective. It's uh, it seems like a Minnesota spot. I mean, the Rams have looked about as good as they can especially even last week taking care of business against a upper echelon type of team and a, a good quarterback as opposed to the first two opponents they played or a little bit, uh, you know, played a little bit down. Uh, the competition they played was a little bit down. But last week they took care of business. Like you mentioned, you had to pick the week on them and uh, had to play on them. And it just, uh, you know, they just couldn't, uh, almost got the back door. But the Rams had that game, you know, kind of in hand mostly, mostly game. But it'll be interesting to see how they can fare against this Minnesota defense. And, like I said, the spot here screams Minnesota, or not screams, but at least you know looks towards Minnesota after that embarrassing loss against Buffalo and such big point for, uh, point 
spread favorites there at home. So I look towards Minnesota here, especially if it gets to seven. I feel like this line might get to seven or probably would get to seven if anywhere, if it's going to go anywhere. I don't think it's going to come down much at all uh, until it does get to seven. So I look Minnesota once it gets to seven. Even then, I don't really even love it. I just feel like this Rams team is just it's pretty good, and I don't, I'm a little bit uh, hesitant here on Minnesota, and not just because of the last game, but even uh, the first, you know, the whole season here with that offensive line. Like I've been worried about going into the season. I just don't really trust it, especially against that Rams uh, defensive front. So, like I said, it'd be a Vikings or pass for me, but I just don't even know if I'll get to the window. I might just take a value bet at seven if it gets there. But even then, I won't even necessarily love it by any means or even release its play. Yeah, I don't know. I. I... Even though the Rams were ahead most of the game against San Diego, I wasn't. I don't think it was overly impressive. Really, they had a punt return for a touchdown, and like just I don't know a couple fluky things like that. Now their top two corners, Peters and Talib, are both out for a significant amount of time. So I think it all it all does come down to like you mentioned the the Vikings line. If they can give Cousins any kind of time, I think he's going to pick them apart and put up plenty of points to cover this number. But um, you know, as as kind of what happened with the Bills was part of the reason why it was such a blowout was Reef on the the left tackle just couldn't block uh, at all, and Hughes got in there. I think it was like eleven times or twelve times. It was uh, the most pressures on any quarterback this season, or I mean, the most pressures uh, by one uh, defensive player in one spot against anybody this season. And uh, so I think that's definitely a concern. I know Reef hasn't practiced the last couple days, so. If he doesn't go, uh, I, I don't think the Vikes have a lot of depth on O line, so that could be uh, potentially the you know the downfall of the bet. But I think there is quite a bit of value. Like if they would have made this number last week, what, what did you say the look ahead was? Look ahead line here uh, was Rams minus five. Okay, so I mean it bumped up a point and a half, and I think you'll probably be able to get a seven on Thursday. So. Um, I think there's a little bit of extra added value on the Vikes, and I think even that five was a tiny bit higher than it should have been at the time. So I don't know. I, I definitely lean Minnesota here, and it's kind of hard to feel confident after what you witnessed last week. But you know that's the nature of the NFL, and if it was just bet what you saw last, and especially obvious stuff you saw last, then everybody would be making a living doing it. So uh, I, I, I will definitely be on the Vikings, but I don't just matter how help big here and hopefully the number will get to seven by thursday so now we'll head to the sunday games we got miami heading to new england looks like new england's a seven point home favorite a little bit of juice towards the dog and a total of 47 and a half 48 yeah my pro my, my power in here new england minus seven and a half the Westgate open uh before the well the the night game there that new england played they opened it in uh, new england nine minus nine and then after the game they reopened it to like the true opener i think would be new england minus seven uh it's kind of where it's sitting a little bit of money on, on miami i think right away or six and a half seven somewhere in there is where it's sitting now uh look headline on this one new england minus nine and a half and the total open 48 uh this is my numbers leave me if especially if you get a six and a half which i see at some shops uh six and a half flat actually at south point there in vegas uh, that may lead me to take the the Patriots here, just to get laying points, but just one of those deals where I don't know. I just don't really trust this team. There's a, there, it seems like Brady doesn't have a whole lot of help on the offensive side. Uh, I know they're obviously working, trying to get uh, Gordon and everything to get him, uh, you know, obviously up to up to the playbook and everything and getting the plays in his head to make sure he knows how everything to go on so he didn't play last week. But um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him as they progress throughout the season. But, yeah, it's just one of those deals he just doesn't really have anybody to throw to, it seems like. Um, so I, it's just kind of hard to lay that point spread right now, especially against the Miami team that they haven't lost uh, 3-0, and which doesn't mean much. The record is kind of not irrelevant, but it doesn't tell the whole story. Um, I know Miami against Oakland last week, they, they won that game and covered. But it was... Uh, I don't know, Oakland, like every game, they're, they kind of, not dominated, but they definitely had to control that game, especially in the first half, and then they just come out almost every game now, or I, not almost, they did every game. Oakland just comes out empty in the second half and just can't do anything. Um, so it's, I don't know exactly what the reasoning is behind that. I don't know if it's a coaching, lack of uh, adjustment or what, but uh, getting out coached for being John Gruden style or what, but uh, yeah, it's something to keep note of on an Oakland side. But yeah, with Miami, I don't know, it's kind of hard. I'm still kind of confused by this team. I had a couple big plays on him earlier in the season for week one, week two. Had a big play on him week two and then kind of passed on him, kind of leaned the other way last week. But obviously, they, like I said, they got the cover. So 
pretty much what I'm saying. It's hard with this Miami team. I just don't really know what to make of them. But I don't really want to take points here against the, uh, Brady after two losses here. It just seems like uh, this is New England or pass for me. But even then, I really don't like it. So I guess, uh, long story short, it just uh, seems like a uh, stay away. Yeah, for me, it's either Miami or pass. Because I, I watched, uh, I was on the plane actually, and I got to watch pretty much all that New England-Detroit game last week. And it's one of those things where you just felt like New England was just all the time. was like, okay, well, they're going to come back here, and they'll, they'll come back, and they'll figure it out. And they'll at the very least you know, tie it up or take the lead and, and kind of give Detroit a better run, and they just never really did. And it's just kind of, it seemed like Gronk was doubled all the time and just really was never open. And then they just don't really have any other playmakers like Dorsett. Yeah, exactly. Really really isn't that impressive by any means um the, you know the running backs are okay but they're not game changers and uh i've just been really underwhelmed with new england uh i know last week we talked about we didn't really have a great feel for why they lost to jacksonville so convincingly and it's still it's like you don't want to bury new england and say they're you know a horrible team or they're not gonna make the playoffs or whatever but um i don't i'm not i'm not going overboard on Miami saying, oh, wow, they're 3-0. and they're, they're a great team. They're one of the best teams in the league by any means. But at the same time, you got a team that hasn't looked that impressive. There's one and two, and the eye test is pretty much telling you they should be around there. And then you got another team that's 3-0 and and hasn't done anything spectacular, uh, haven't beat really any good teams. But, you know, that being said, they haven't made a ton of mistakes. They've just been solid overall. So it's like, okay, if... If you give me a pick them, like, yeah, I'll definitely take New England. But when you're talking about laying seven points with the team that hasn't been overly impressive, um, no thank you. I'm, I don't trust them enough to tease them. I just one of those things where it's kind of a wait and see uh, if New England can rebound. But I still think they're getting credit for their name when the, their level of play, if you just put a blind resume, is comes nowhere near what uh, the number that they're getting respected at right now. So I don't know if I'm going to necessarily get on Miami or not because I think – it just kind of feels like, you know, betting them when they're 3-0 and just doesn't really feel good. But at the same time, I think New England's going to credit for something that they're not, too. So, um, I don't know. I, I probably won't be involved, but if I do end up making a play, it will be on the Miami side. Next game we have is Houston heading to Indianapolis. Looks like Indy's laying one, one and a half, the total of 47. Uh, yeah, my power in here, Indy minus one and a half. Westgate open, pick them. Look at line here with Houston minus two, and the total opened here, 47.5. I know this is a game here. You uh, called me, uh, I don't know when that was, a few days ago or a day, day ago about the opener here and thought it was kind of crazy about how low it was, which I kind of thought this game would be a little bit higher. I thought it would be in the you know two and a half, three range for sure. And uh, I think it did get there, and it looks like a little bit of money came out on Houston in the last uh, 24 hours here. But, yeah, I don't know, it's hard for me not to look at the indie side for sure. I don't know. This Houston team, it's kind of the only reason I can really see, the only argument I can see for betting on that Houston side is really they've got a good quarterback and they look good last year. They're power rated pretty high going into the season and they got a high win total. So I know some people are picking them to win uh, you know, Super Bowls, Futures, Division Futures, uh, AFC Futures even. So it's like that'd be the, that's the only thing they can really stand on. But if you look at this season, uh, 2018, it's like they haven't shown much at all. I haven't really seen. I haven't. I didn't. I didn't watch a whole lot of that game, or I guess not much at all. Uh, like you said, it wasn't on one of our TVs, so I don't have a great feel about it. But it's just one of those deals. It feels like Deshaun Watson just hasn't been the same really after that injury. After he came back this year, it just seems like he's not quite as explosive as he was, at least for those few games. And obviously, it's a small sample size from last season. But it's just one of those deals. Like I said, I don't, I don't really think there's a whole lot of data or, or reasoning for having uh, Houston here you know, less than three, uh, plus three getting, getting three here. I don't know. Um, like I said, I don't think they've really proven anything in this season, and it seems like they're just going off of, uh, like I said, pre preseason power ratings. And uh, I think, like I said too, uh, with Luck, I think he's, if anything, is just going to keep getting better as the season goes on. He's going to kind of get a rhythm, and it seems like uh, I, I, I like Luck here. He's been playing better. So, like, like I said, I think it's Indy here for sure, pass, and uh, I, I like the Indy side quite a bit. Well, if you look at what the teams have done so far this year. You know, Houston went up to New England and lost as a six and a half point favorite or underdog by a seven. So all right, you know, they kept it competitive with the Patriots on the road. Like that's a pretty impressive, you know, quote unquote moral loss. But now when you reevaluate that, that's not nearly as impressive as we thought after week one. Then they go and they lose to a, a, a Blaine Gabbert led Titans squad and only put up seventeen points. 
And then last week they lose at home to the Giants, who arguably were, you know, a bottom three team in the league coming into their last week. So, and they really haven't, they scored 22, 20, and 17, but everyone thinks about J.J. Watt and the defense getting a ton of pressure, and everyone thinks about Deshaun Watson, you know, going all over the field and putting up a ton of points like he did last year, but so far that just hasn't been the case whatsoever. So, um, you know, there's a chance that they might figure it out and, and get it going, but and you can say, well, they'll be motivated. You know, they've lost their own three, and, um, you know, this is a bounce-back spot for them, but last week should have been a bounce-back spot for them. Yeah, 0-2 uh, is a really generally a really good spot to play teams, and against a terrible Giants team at home, you'd think if they had anything going this year, they would have came out strong in that and kind of made a statement, but obviously they didn't. So uh, as, as opposed to the Colts, who are 1-2, and two, but they had basically a coin flip game with Cincinnati week one where I actually undervalued the Colts myself. Then they come back and they go beat Washington on the road, which looks somewhat impressive now. And then they barely lose to a Philly team in kind of a coin flip game on the road. So I think the Colts, I think Lux look pretty solid and the Colts look like a significantly better squad. So the fact that you're laying less than the field goal here at home uh, seems like a pretty good bet to me. So I've already jumped on uh, Indy and released him as a play. So that's definitely a side I'll be on. Next game we have is Cincinnati at Atlanta. Looks like Atlanta's laying five and a half at home, the total of 51. Yeah, my uh, power rating here, Atlanta minus six. Westgate open, Atlanta five and a half. Look at line, Atlanta five, and the total here open 51 and a half. This game here, I think uh, like I mean, my numbers indicate uh, right where I think it should be. I mean, maybe, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't like anything here. I think it's kind of right where the number is. The total, I think, is about right. Uh, maybe a tad too high on that total. It seems like... Uh, at 51 is just the problem is that if I lean under here, the problem is, like I said uh, earlier in the show with Atlanta and their defense, I mean, they just couldn't stop anything. I get it. New Orleans last week, they're a, a high-powered offense. They're kind of clicking a little bit better. But, I mean, every game Atlanta just hasn't really shown me anything on the defensive side. So I know it's a little bit higher total than I think a Cincy game should, should kind of be. But at the same time, Cincy's offense is showing a little bit of something more, I think, this year. They're clicking a little bit better. And like I said, it's, I can't really bet under right now on Atlanta. It's on their defense unless it gets really high up there. So... Uh, yeah, really nothing on this game for me. Yeah, I, um, I put a little bet in on Cincy plus six when I was there uh, yesterday. I didn't necessarily love it, but I think Cincy and Atlanta are pretty much in the same stratosphere as far as quality of teams go. Um, you know, I think yeah, Atlanta couldn't slow down New Orleans at all last week, but was putting up points, which... I was going to say, if one of those is more likely to change, I would say the offense is more likely to stall than the defense is more likely to become stout all of a sudden. As where, since he was somewhat competitive with Carolina, and uh, Dalton had a fairly rough game, and they ended up losing by 10. But I don't think, you know, they were laying three at Carolina, or they were getting three at Carolina, and Atlanta was only like a one-point favorite against New Orleans. So it just seems to me like Atlanta and New Orleans aren't way better than Carolina, and and they're not way better than Cincy, in my opinion. So I just feel like you're getting a couple extra points here. Uh, I think it should be more like, I don't know, three and a half, four, something like that. And, and I got a six, and there's still five and a half widely available. So not a huge bet for me, but I definitely lean to the Cincinnati side. Uh, next game we have is Buffalo heading to Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay is a 10-point favorite with a total of 45. Um, yeah, let me see here. Lost my numbers. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, my power in here, pretty high. Green Bay, 15.5 to what numbers came in at. Westgate open here. Green Bay, 10.5. Look at line. Green Bay, 14.5. The total open, 44.5. And I don't know, a little confused. Not, not, I guess not confused, but I, it's, I mean, it is kind of hard to lay uh, the Green Bay side here on this price range, I think. But, I mean... Pretty big adjustment there, like I said, from my numbers, or not my numbers, but the look at line, 14.5 down to 10. I mean, uh, Green Bay, I think, power rated maybe a couple points below Minnesota, but they have a pretty big home field. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe a point or, if you add it all up, maybe a point, point and a half, two points uh, below Minnesota's power rating. The the adjustment says people thought Buffalo might be one of a historically bad team, and then they just showed signs of life last week. That's yeah, so yeah, basically going from historically bad to just bottom of the barrel, I think, is the whole adjustment. Yeah, exactly. So that's like you know, 
obviously like i've said here first few weeks it's just kind of an over adjustment uh, that's what the uh, more what i'm going to look at here and i know historically i don't have the stats but i uh, heard someone say that historically uh, you play a big dog like this that comes and wins outright on the road like that and then has to play another game where they're double digits on the road again just you know really really terrible record from on buffalo's standpoint so i'm not Basically, point being, I'm not touching Buffalo at all. I'm not going to be laying the points with Green Bay either, but I definitely uh, be really cautious here with Buffalo myself. I don't think I don't want any part of them even at 10 or 10 and a half myself. So, uh, not that I'll be betting Green Bay because I don't trust them in this point spread, uh, laying doubles, especially with a, a banged up Aaron Rodgers. But definitely don't want to take the Buffalo side, which I usually would here uh, if, if I'm going to look anywhere for the value. But in this specific game, I'm definitely staying away. Yeah, I disagree with you again. Not strongly, but um, I had a small bet on Green Bay last week and. Their defense just, I think, even like against the Vikings the week before, it's been pretty continually unimpressive. Washington was just carving them up, no problem. Uh, they just penalty after penalty, and they just kept holding and grabbing people. And, um, you know, Matthews, that's a little bit more ridiculous, but keeps getting roughing the passer penalties. I don't know if that's necessarily repeatable or not, but um, I just haven't been overly impressed at all with Green Bay. And like we've said for years, basically, Rodgers carrying that whole franchise. But if you watched last week, he was hobbling around and he couldn't even hardly move. There's times when he'd normally be scrambling around and he was like almost limping. Like, and it was just not, uh, it looked like something was pretty seriously wrong with him. So if Rodgers isn't healthy, uh, I just don't. There's not much to like at all about Green Bay, in my opinion, as far as skill players go, as far as defense goes, as far as the coaching goes. Um, so, this Green Bay really hasn't shown me much to warrant being this big a favorite pretty much against anybody. Um, that being said, I hear what you're saying with Buffalo. It's not a great spot for them at all, coming off a huge, huge upset uh, outright. Then to come back on the road again is a, a huge dog again, but uh, that's really the only way I look. I don't know if I'll get there or not, but um, I think it. I think it's one of those things where it might warrant a small bet on Buffalo, but def- definitely nothing, none, not a whole lot of interest in this game. Uh, Detroit at Dallas is the next game on the schedule. It looks like Dallas is a three-point home favorite. The total of 43 and a half, 44. Yeah, power rating here, Dallas minus three. Westgate open, Dallas three and a half. And the look headline, Dallas four and a half. Total open in this game, 43 and a half. And like you said, sitting at three, right where my power rating is, I just, uh, these two teams, I just really don't like that much at all. I bet against Dallas last week, basically for that, uh, Seattle, against Seattle there, going into the, the big 12-man stadium, like trying to figure, you know, Seattle's going to get it back together, and they pretty much did, and I think it had more to do with Dallas just not not being that good of a team and their offense being so just not not explosive at all. Uh, but then you look at Detroit's side, yeah, they did took care of business at home against the, the Patriots. It was pretty impressive. I'm, I, you know, I can't really take away a lot from them, but at the same time, I'm not going to be all in on this team by any stretch either. So, I mean, to me, it's a, it's a Detroit or pass, I guess, if anywhere. But, I, I mean, even that, I just don't like it. Like I said, I just don't like either of these two teams. And I think this is kind of just a, a coin flip game, and that's where it's at three. And I really don't want to be, be a part of it much at all. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree. If anything, I'd want to take Detroit because I think they are a slightly better team. I'm just not high in Dallas whatsoever. But spot-wise, I think it's a pretty terrible spot for Detroit coming off a huge primetime win against the uh, Pats and then heading back on the road here as opposed to Dallas coming off a loss. So I've, I think there's value on Detroit, but spot-wise, I think kind of eliminates me being interested in that value. So for me, it's pretty much an easy pass. Next game is the Jets heading to Jacksonville. Looks like Jacksonville's a 7.5-point favorite with a total of 38.5. Yeah, my power in here, Jacksonville minus 9. Westgate open, Jacksonville 9. Look at line, Jacksonville 9.5. And, and the total open here, 38. Uh, power rating would indicate I should be hitting Jacksonville, a uh, small bet, but you know, seven and a half to eight, eight and a half, nine, those are just really not uh, too important numbers. I think that's something to keep note of. So it's not like uh, obviously a seven and a half to a nine is going to be way, way less than a you know two and a half to three and a half. It's not even close. I think we've kind of hammered that fact home throughout the over the years here on the Own Sports Pod. But uh, something if you don't know, that's uh, just three is being such a key number as opposed to. Obviously, the teaser protection too that they put in place. Some of these books, it'll just take a little, just very little money to get them through those key numbers or non-key numbers, I should say. 
Um, but yeah, so my power range is a little bit higher here, but even then I don't think the small little bit of value I don't think I see in Jacksonville really at all. So for me it would be Jets or pass, even uh, against my power rating numbers, but I I don't know, I don't really like this team. And I think spot-wise, uh, I don't really see a spot really. If Jacksonville, obviously they came, looked pretty pretty awful last week. Didn't really show anything on offense after a big win against New England, so I don't know if I don't really necessarily think the spots for them completely on, and on them. But at the same time, they're coming home after a somewhat embarrassing loss when they're being when they're double digits, uh, point spread favorites in, in some spots at least nine, ten point favorites last week and ended up losing outright. So at some point, you think they'd be motivated, but at the same time, I certainly want to lay uh, more than a touchdown here with this team. So unless it uh, dies below seven, which I don't think will happen, I'm going to be staying away from this game as well. Yeah, I pretty much concur. Um, zero interest in laying more than a touchdown with Jacksonville. I just, you know, I just don't trust them. Even though they took it to New England and would have covered the spread a couple weeks ago, uh, and, and it is, you know, they're coming off a loss, so maybe they'll be a little motivated. But I just don't trust their offense. Um, just zero interest in laying this pretty much for the foreseeable future with them. But I also don't trust the Jets. They got a little extra time to prepare off that loss to Cleveland, but do you really want Darnold going into against one of the better defenses in the league? And, you know, that's just not a super appealing either when I don't really trust them. So, for me, it's a pretty easy pass here and not one I'm really even that interested in watching. So, I don't know how many games there are here in the early slate, but I feel like this is a pretty big contender for not making a TV status, potentially. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, next game is kind of interesting. we got Tampa heading to Chicago. Looks like Chicago is a three-point favorite home with a total of 46.5. Yeah, my power rating numbers here lead uh, Chicago 4.5. Westgate open, Chicago 1. Look at line here, Chicago 1.5. And, and the total at the Westgate open, 48.5. Uh, some early Chicago money. We still don't know who's going to be playing for Tampa. Do you have any idea, quarterbacking, if they're going to stick uh, stick where they've been going? or they're gonna Pretty bring... sure it's Fitzpatrick, but I don't know 100% on that. Okay, yeah, my screen's telling me they're not sure yet, so I'm not sure. But I would assume Fitzpatrick as well. So that's kind of what my numbers are based off of. Uh, not that I would make a huge adjustment, I don't think. I think, but yeah, I think, uh, like I said, my numbers Fitzpatrick in. So I don't really know how you bet this game either. It's just another game right at three. Um, I just can't. I really don't trust Chicago here in this spot, even though that's where my numbers t- tell me to go to. I just, I just can't pull the trigger. I just don't. I really don't trust Trubisky. I think I've kind of said it last week as well. I just don't trust him, and uh, it's just, I don't know. I just. It, team that I really don't want to it's hard to get behind right now for me and there's a handful of teams right now right now in the NFL like that for me so another game I just uh, I really don't have much opinion on it's kind of tough try to find something here I can uh, some kind of important stuff uh, aside or lean either way but I really don't have anything in this game either it's just kind of tough to, to find anything yeah I have a small bet on Tampa here don't necessarily love it if it gets above three I'd definitely jump on it harder uh, I do worry a little bit about Fitzpatrick you know, picks Patrick kind of rearing his ugly head and throwing a lot of picks to the Chicago defense. It's been pretty stout so far, but um, I think Tampa had a pretty horrendous game last week, and they still ended up coming back and only losing by three to Pittsburgh, which I would say is probably better than Chicago, uh, if not equal. So, um, I don't know. I think Chicago is probably a little bit overpriced right now, beating the Cardinals on the road like that, and then Coming home here, they might be a little bit overconfident, a little bit overrated. So, uh, lean Tampa here, but at the same time, I'm not not going to be you know going crazy on it or anything. I just think there's a little bit of value there, and I'm hoping that the Chicago love keeps coming because I'd love to take a little three and a half or, or anything higher than that if if it ever gets there this week. Uh, next game we have is Philadelphia at Tennessee. Looks like Philadelphia is a three and a half to four point road favorite. The total of forty one and a half. Yeah, my uh, power rating here, Philadelphia, 2.5. Westgate open Philly, 3, minus 120. Look at line, there was none because obviously the Mariota injury in question. And the total open here, 42. Uh, this is a game, I I think I, I'm. it's either Tennessee or pass for me. I think we're still waiting on uh, to make sure Mariota is going to be playing, but it looks like he probably will be playing, I think, from what I can see. And uh, Gabbard had the, looks, he has a concussion, so I don't even know if he'd be playing. Who's the, Who'd be the third string if both of them are not playing? Do you even know? I'm not even sure on that, to be honest. Um, so anyway, I'm not sure either. But this this bet, I mean, if Mariota is playing, I I think I'm a, I like Tennessee quite a bit at three and a half or four. Uh, I think as long as you can get more than three, I like uh, Tennessee here at home, getting the points. And Tennessee's a tough team to to bet on in a sense, just because they're so 
boring and they're not so non-explosive. They kind of just play solid football to an, to an extent, and they just kind of get the job done, kind of like you saw in Jacksonville. Uh, it just, uh, I don't know. So, I, I, like I said, I think Tennessee would be the play here. Uh, the one thing that does kind of worry me with Philadelphia, I think Wentz, he kind of looked a little little rough last week. You, you can tell he's a little rusty, but I feel like he's just going to keep getting better as the season goes on. So this will be the second game back, and I think he'll be a, little, be a little bit sharper and get a little bit more in tune with that offense. That'll be the one thing that scares me a little bit, but at the same time, like I said, if you're getting uh, more than a field goal at home, like I said, three and a half or more at home with this Tennessee team, I think that would be the play here. Yeah, I'm just really not, really not a fan of Tennessee, but like you said, you got to give them credit so far for playing pretty tough, low-scoring, grind-em-off type football games and being pretty successful. So, I mean, when you're talking about that type of recipe with the team getting four, that doesn't sound too bad. I've been trying to not necessarily bet against Philly, but I've kind of been lower on them, uh, I think, than the market has generally so far this year. And even though I am a, a, a believer in Wentz, it'll be interesting to see if he gets back to being totally comfortable again this week or if it still takes him a while. And uh, so if he does look kind of poor this week again, then there might be, uh, you know, the markets might take a little while to catch up to that uh, potentially. So maybe it'll be some more value betting against him in the future. So I definitely lean to Tennessee here, but I don't know if I like him or trust him enough necessarily to, to jump on it or not. But I'll have to wait and see how the week plays out. And, uh, you know, what, what, what I'm feeling here later in the week as far as this goes, but I most likely won't be involved in this one. Next game we have, uh, looks like there's four afternoon games here. Uh, the first one we have is Seattle heading to Arizona. Seattle a three-point favorite with a total of 38. Yeah, my power in here, Seattle two and a half. Westgate open, Seattle three and a half. Look at line, Seattle minus three, and the total open 39. Uh, <laughs> another game here, like what What do you do here with this Arizona quarterback situation? I mean, Rosen, a little questionable there. As, uh, they brought in Rosen there. I don't know if he saw that game or not, but... Right at the end there to do the last few final or I think the last two drives they brought him in for to and one one drive to get a field goal that could have won the game. I know that's right. You're on your way to the airport. So I don't know if you saw that or not, but um, no. It's uh yeah, it's kind of a questionable call. I mean, I don't understand why you'd bring him in at that situation, high pressure situation. <laughs> He's been hasn't played all game and he has one drive to go in, go down the field and get the team in the field goal range to kick a field goal to win the game. So it just seems pretty questionable to me from a coaching perspective, and it just kind of seems like that's what we've been getting all all season so so far with Arizona. It just doesn't hasn't made a whole lot of sense, and they haven't been that good. And uh, the defense has been a little shaky at times. And uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a hard team to to understand. And like I said, I think I have them rated as one of my worst teams, if not the worst team in the NFL. So it's just kind of tough here. And then. But likewise, I don't know if I really want to be at Seattle here laying points on the road, especially I think I talked about last week about Seattle, their home road split, about how they're just a, te- a mediocre team at best or subpar team on the road, and then at home they're you know, a lot better. So I don't. It's just tough here. I don't. I don't really know where to look. My numbers are right where it's at, so it's just kind of it's kind of tough. Uh, I mean, maybe a little bit of value on Arizona, but just like, do you really trust them here at home with a rookie quarterback? It's. Uh, I, I probably won't get there, but unless it gets uh, this line gets out of control and just have a value bet, but it's just going to be hard to get to the window. That's for sure. So, I mean, honestly, are there any teams you like here? Yeah, <laughs> this, oh, is, this is like the eighth game in a row. We're like, well, I don't really like either of these teams. but uh, yeah, it's just, I, yeah, really, I really have nothing. It's just kind of tough. Uh, like we said yeah. last week, not, yeah, there's a few games we kind of liked, but this week it's just been my numbers have kind of been right there or, or I don't really want the other side uh, for, for valid reasoning. So it's just, yeah, what do you really do? I think this is just hard to kind of judge what you're going to get from Rosen because um, I did watch uh, that first series when he came in before I left and, yeah, you know, he made some nice throws, but he also had a couple you know, errant throws too. So, who knows with a week of practice, he kind of got tossed in there late. So, was, like you said too, I don't really have a whole lot of faith in this Arizona coaching staff so far. I haven't been overly impressed by any means. Um, I know they had that one third down where it's third and two, and they were kind of driving to go get the lead back late, and uh, they had David Johnson on the sidelines and handed it to their backup running back, and he got stuffed. Which uh, I don't know, and then I found out later an explanation that he missed a block a couple series ago. So they were giving him, coaching him up on the sidelines. It's like, well, is that really the most opportune time to do that? Yeah. Uh, and then have your backup, the Edmonds or whatever, that I never even heard of, take that carry in one of the most crucial carries of the game. That just seems ass nine. But uh, so that's uh, I haven't been overly impressed with them. But at the same token of the coin, um, Rosen I think you know has a higher ceiling than Bradford. Uh, who is a little bit more safer, 
but uh, I also, yeah, I don't know. I just don't trust him enough, especially when you're not catching a touchdown or 10 or whatever. You're catching three. Um, so you're basically pretty much asking him to win the game or come come damn close. And I just don't feel confident in that at all. But that, Seattle, even in a pretty easy win for him last week, just really wasn't that impressive against the Dallas team that I'm really down on too. So no interest in them covering three on the road here either. So pretty easy pass for me again. Uh, next game we have Cleveland at Oakland. Looks like Oakland's a two-and-a-half point favorite home, a total of 45. Yeah, my power in here, Oakland minus one. Westgate open a pick em. Westgate look ahead, Oakland minus two-and-a-half, and that total open at a 45. Uh, a little bit of adjustment here, uh, upwards on the total. Slight little bit of money, I think, I saw coming on the over. Uh, I think a lot has to do with Mayfield coming in uh, over Tyrod Taylor. I think he's just a little bit more of a... Not playmaker, but he's going to be a little bit more risky as opposed to Tyrod. Obviously, we talked about that before too. About Tyrod's kind of just checking it down, and uh, it's not going to be really risk adverse. He's not going to make sure you know make sure he does what he can to keep the ball and not turn it over. So, I, I kind of like Mayfield on, on as a replacement. I feel like I said, like I said, I think they have a higher upside with him. So, I, I, my numbers here would indicate to the Cleveland side is kind of hard uh, with Cleveland after their first win in, I don't know, two years or a year and a half, whatever it's been, to going back them again on the road. But that's where my numbers are point here. And especially if we can get to a flat three, uh, I like Cleveland here at plus three. But where it sits right now, I'd have a, a, a small lean on Cleveland uh, getting two and a half. Yeah, I I pretty much agree. The, the thing that kind of stops me is. Um, you know, Mayfield looked pretty impressive, and everybody's kind of jumping on the bandwagon after that Thursday night game. And then Oakland, even though they ended up losing on the scoreboard pretty badly to Miami, uh, I had a, a, a bet on Miami last week, and it really was pretty, you know, back and forth. I don't, it wasn't like Oakland looked like a disaster, and that's kind of how they've been, even though they, they didn't cover against the Rams in week one, and then they ended up covering against Denver, but blowing it late last week or two weeks ago, and then last week, kind of went back and forth with Miami. Um, they really haven't been, like, a total disaster. So, in this type of price range, I think would would be kind of appealing if you do have faith in them. So, I don't know. I I would lean towards Cleveland, too, with Mayfield, but it also kind of feels like the square. You jump on the bandwagon, let's go Baker time, and then Oakland comes out and wins this game because then again, you're like, well, why was I betting Cleveland on the road in a pretty much near pick em game? Um so I don't know. I probably won't be involved with this one, but uh, I'll be I'll be definitely watching this one with interest to see if you can get kind of a firm grasp on uh, you know how Mayfield is going to play here going forward, and potentially they really jump on the bandwagon and maybe get a couple extra points of value before it gets into full force, or if you find some you know negative things where he gets lucky a handful of times or whatever but doesn't show up in the the box score maybe have a little value betting against him if the number keeps ballooning here going forward next game would have been a pretty good one but after the uh garoppolo injury it's not quite as interesting you got san francisco heading to the chargers and looks like the chargers are 10 10 and a half point home favorites with a total of 46 and a half yeah, Powering here with Beathard uh, leading the, the charge for San Francisco after Jimmy G got hurt. Uh, Chargers here minus 10 is my power rating. Uh, Westgate open, Chargers 9.5. Look headline, obviously kind of throw that out the window. That's with the Jimmy G look headline. That was the Chargers minus 4.5. So right there you can see five-point adjustment, which uh, I don't, markets are saying that's not quite enough, and that's why a little bit of money coming on the Chargers early, getting up to 10, 10.5, and, and, uh, and then the total here open 47. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty clear here. I think it's either a San Francisco or pass. It's just a matter of, okay, can Beathard do anything or can the San Francisco team get it together at all to keep within the point spread range? I don't know we, I don't know how many times we said it over the last few years about Phillip Rivers and the Chargers team, how we don't want to lay points with them, and this is another game where just a, just that, not like it's in a three range or the seven range, but now we're talking about doubles, and Chargers is just not a team I want to play the right now, but at the same time I'd be pretty cautious as well. I just I think the San Francisco team is gonna kind of a, a balloon that just popped, and I don't really have a whole lot of faith that they're gonna be able to get it together. I haven't really liked a whole lot from uh, your uh, your boy Beat Hard, and uh, it's uh, it's tough because yeah, Jimmy G kind of led that squad, and not that he looked phenomenal by any means so far this year, but he uh, definitely has a lot more confidence and feel like he can get it together as opposed to anybody else uh, for the San Francisco team. So. 
uh, I, I don't know, another one where I just have no, no really feel and I just really know how to look at this game, uh, how to get there. If anything, I think uh, total here, 46 and a half, 46. I think if anything, I like the under a little bit. I just feel like San Francisco's offense is going to be pretty anemic and it's going to be tough for them to get a whole lot of points. And uh, I think the Chargers might just play a little bit, uh, not conservative, but they're just going to kind of slow the game down and just take care of business and get in and uh, get out. So, like I said, I think if under would be the play of anything here. Yeah, so it's hard to figure out what to make of the San Francisco locker room. Sometimes when you got a guy like that that goes down, everyone steps up their game and you know plays extra hard to try to make up for it, and um, you know kind of win one for him or know that they're kind of their backs are against the walls so that have to give all their effort and you get a step up performance, especially for one game here. And the you know the um, this the market adjustment isn't is going to be too much for what. Um, the overall you know, ability of the team that comes out to play, even with the injury. But another token of the coin, like you said, they might kind of just slump their shoulders and say, oh, you know, the guy that was supposed to save our franchise, uh, you know, he's hurt now and we're pretty much screwed this year and let's just kind of go through the motions and pack it in. Um, and then that's the case. No matter how much value you're getting, it's pretty much irrelevant and it's going to be a losing bet. So I would lean towards the first scenario and bet San Francisco. And I think it is kind of a common theme for the, for the most part. When you get a star player that goes down, usually at least the week after, you get a pretty good effort from the team. And uh, even though the market's going to adjust a fair amount, usually you get a pretty good effort and um, it's a decent amount of value on the team with the injury. But um, I don't feel super confident in that to the point where I'm willing to risk a ton of money on it, but I'll probably end up with a small wager on San Francisco. Uh, now the last of the afternoon games, we have New Orleans heading to the Giants. Looks like New Orleans is a three-point favorite on the road with some juice, or is he some three-and-a-halves, too, with a total of 50? Yep, my power rating here, New Orleans minus three. Westgate open, New Orleans, New Orleans minus three. Look at line, New Orleans minus three, and the total open 50. So another game, uh, <laughs> I want to get something here where I can give some kind of Insider or whatever, but like I said, when everything across the board, right where my numbers are, yeah, a few three and a halfs are popping, three with juice. So, I mean, if anything, if you get a three and a half, I'm, gonna, I'm just obviously have to lean towards the Giants there, getting the extra hook. But another one where after Eli looked pretty good and took care of business on the road there against Houston last week, it's just a not really a spot necessarily. I want to be back in Eli. I, I just don't really have a whole lot of faith in him after a, a good performance. It seems like he's kind of a roller coaster type of quarterback. So. Um, but if anything, like I said, it's, uh, I think it's going to be giants or pass for me if anywhere, but I just, another game, I just have no, not a whole lot of interest in. Yeah. You know, uh, as I have for a while, I don't like the giants. I really don't like Eli, but <laughs> pretty much like you, that's the only way I look in this game, uh, getting three and a half at home. I don't know if I'm going to quite get there or not, but that's the only way I'd go. New Orleans, you know, ended up. Winning in overtime last week against Atlanta and finally looked halfway impressive, even though their defense couldn't stop anybody again. But, um, and then, you know, the Giants, you don't really want them coming off a win, and then back home. Um, you know, but New Orleans outdoors isn't super appealing either. So this is just a profile of neither team I really want much of. And um, I think the pure value play is on the Giants. I'm sure this will be a big, sharp square divide where the, the public will be all over New Orleans and uh, the the sharps will probably be on the giants would be my guess um either they'll be on them or they'll pass the game um so the books will definitely be rooting for the giants here i know that for sure so i'll not sure if i'll be aligned with them or not uh we'll see as the as the week goes on how i feel about jumping can, on board the eli train you can kind of tell this will be a game where i won't be surprised at all if the, the, they kind of keep it close then you're kind of relying on eli to get a, a driver too late to come and get a field goal or something to cover or or maybe win the game, or potentially, and it's like, yeah, it's just I don't, I, I don't know how much longer I could take that. Yeah, I don't know if you really want to be on that spot come Sunday afternoon. Uh, the, the night game is Baltimore at Pittsburgh. It used to be one of the best rivalries. It's still entertaining, but not quite the same smash mouth football it used to be. Looks like we have Pittsburgh uh, laying three minus one twenty at home with a total of fifty one. Yeah, my power in here, Pittsburgh four and a half. Westgate open, Pittsburgh three. Look at line Pittsburgh three and a half. The total opened uh, before the the night game Monday night game it was forty eight and a half, and then afterwards it reopened fifty one. And this is uh, this one here. I like Pittsburgh. I think if anywhere, I think Pittsburgh would be the side to look here, laying the points. I haven't been 
like my, that's my numbers of points towards Pittsburgh. I haven't been super impressed with Pittsburgh. I was had a decent play on them on Monday night there against the Bucks, and like you said, you did too. Uh, they almost blew that one uh, pretty close. And even though they had it pretty handled at halftime, they just kind of didn't uh, couldn't get anything done the second half. And then uh, it looks, uh, yeah, another another game. I just I feel like Pittsburgh, but it's not like I'm in love with it, and I can already just see that you know, Baltimore's been you know looked pretty good last week, and they've looked uh, you know halfway decent. They had that uh, little bit of a slip up there against Cincinnati on Thursday night, but other than that, they've looked you know halfway decent. And but I feel like this is just a game where Roethlisberger, you know, they're saying that they're a, it's a pick'em team right now. If you take the whole home field advantage into it, so I feel like I think, feel like you're getting a little bit of value on Pittsburgh here. I think, and uh, like I said, if you can get a flat three, I like Pittsburgh, and I see that one shop in Vegas, and then everything else is juiced a little bit. Even with a little bit extra juice, I think I look at the Pittsburgh side, and on top of that. I think that total 51, 51 and a half. It seems like uh, seems like a little high to me, and I don't really think it's going to come down much. I think this might be a game you wait till kickoff and maybe get a little bit of an under in your pocket. I feel like a divisional game here, prime time, uh, especially after both these offenses played pretty well last uh, last last week. Pittsburgh and Baltimore both scoring pretty high, high 20s and 30. And uh, like I said, I think this is a game where they know each other pretty well, division game, and prime time, so you get a little bit extra value because of the the higher total, the public bet in these games. So like I said, wait until. Before kickoff and take the take the under here. I think this game I like uh, under and maybe Pittsburgh. I think might go up before kickoff. So maybe take Pittsburgh now and wait for that under later before kickoff. Yeah, I I had a bet last week on Baltimore on my two releases and got there fairly easily. But that was more so just a bet against Denver uh, than anything. And Baltimore playing at home, which they've been historically much better at home. But I think in this spot, um, you know, Pittsburgh comes off a win, but it wasn't like a oh, we're, we're back on top, we can stop working, feels great win, I don't think. They just got back to 1-1-1 one, one, one in the season. Now they're heading back home. I think they should still be pretty focused. And uh, I think this number is just a little cheap. I think Pittsburgh is a better team than Baltimore. I just I'm not that high on Baltimore, even though they took care of business for me last week. Um, you know, Flacco on the road, even though Pittsburgh's defense hasn't been that impressive. I just think Pittsburgh's going to be able to outscore Baltimore here. So... Um, I don't really have a strong feel on the total either way, but I just think that uh, Pittsburgh just has so many more weapons than Baltimore. I mean, who's Baltimore's best weapon? Maybe you know, Crabtree's their number one receiver, or Collins is their running back. Like you know, whereas Pittsburgh goes what like five deep with better talent than than Baltimore does. So, and I think Roethlisberger, even though he's had some pretty horrible throws, I still think he's a much better quarterback than Flacco at the, at the, in the present time. So. I think this number's pretty cheap. Um, I already bet Pittsburgh here this week uh, at three, figuring I don't think it can go anywhere but up here if it does move at all. But uh, I can see it's kind of steadying out here because there are some Baltimore supporters still. But um, I don't know. Yeah, that's I like Pittsburgh in this one, and uh, we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, Monday night game, we have Kansas City heading to Denver. Looks like Kansas City's a four-and-a-half point, a uh, couple five road favorite. With a total of 55, 55 and a half. Yeah, power rating here, Kansas City 2.5. Westgate open, Kansas City 4.5. Look headline, Kansas City 3. And the total here open 56. And even when I did my numbers here, I did it earlier today. And now even a little bit more steam coming on Kansas City. And I'm, I'm, I'll be interested to see how high this, this number gets. But I just feel like uh, I bet against them last week. I'll probably be right back to the well again. I, I don't like Denver at all. But uh, I'm really not too high on this Denver team whatsoever. But it's just a deal from my perspective. Uh, spot just screams Denver if anything I mean Kansas City can't look any better at least on offense which which what most people are going to pay attention to or what they're going to bet on and their defense has been pretty bad but no one really pays attention to that obviously that that's reflected in the total I know we uh, or at least I did I like the under last week and thought it was too high and it did come down quite a bit from that 56 and a half 57 which was sitting at and came down even two three points uh, from that and uh, obviously still sailed over the total I, I actually didn't get it in because the number came down and I didn't want to bet it at a bad number but I think with the, the total-wise, I'm just going to kind of wait. I think this, again, is a high total, but I'm not really going to step in front of that. I just, I did, I'm not going to do anything with it until I see something different, which uh, might 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 lose me a little bit of money, but at the same time, I just don't want to keep chasing that, that under here against the Kansas City because it just seems like every week they just keep putting up a ton of points, and that's what, that's what the public's going to want, and that's what they're going to bet on. So obviously I think it's inflated, but like I said, what are you going to do? I'm just going to not step in front of it. But as a, from a side perspective, like I said, I think there's quite a bit of value here on Denver. Even just look at the look headline. At three, now you're getting five, five and a half at some spots. Uh, 
Denver's, Denver's a value. I think that's Denver's a spot uh, after losing last week. Like you said, you had to play against them, which uh, you know made sense uh, logically uh, from the argument you made. And I feel like coming at home, they're going to be a better team, especially uh, in elevation, higher elevation. They uh, might screw up Kansas City a little bit, but uh, like I said, Denver's a play here for me, if anything. And uh, especially if it gets to six, I think it'll for sure be a, a decent-sized play for me on Denver just out of a value standpoint, even though, again, I'm really, not really obsessed with this Denver team at all. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to bet against Kansas City like I did last week. Even It didn't come through, kind of like betting against the Rams. Uh, I'd love to just keep fading both of those because I think they're both getting way overhyped. But I just, I don't know, I just, I really just don't like that Denver team much either. Um, I think they're a step above, like, the the Giants of the world and the Dallases of the world and stuff. So I think I'll probably be able to talk myself into been backing Denver here because it, it just is from a value perspective. It seems pretty insane when they have a pretty good home field advantage to be getting five from a Kansas City team that, you know, has been impressive, but their defense hasn't stopped anybody. And uh, this is, you know, more the profile of something where if Keenum comes out and plays a respectable to good game, I think they should have no problem kind of uh, keeping pace with, uh, with Kansas City on offense. And I think they're capable of putting up a lot of points. At least they have a decent amount of playmakers. And then at some point, Mahomes has got to have a you know rookie lapse or a rookie moment where stuff just doesn't go his way or he makes a couple bad decisions or fumbles or something. And he really hasn't – it's been smooth sailing so far this year. But uh, it's hard to imagine that's just going to continue throughout the whole course of the year. So I really wish this was a team I liked a little bit more than Denver to be fading Kansas City. But I think they are a respectable enough outfit where uh, I will get to the window with them and what uh, is a pretty good value spot here. So that'll do it for the week four slate. Um, So we might as well finish up the pod and do our picks of the week, huh? The AS Pick of the Week. All right, so last week we both lost. I had the Chargers, you had the Niners. So that drops me to 2-1 on the season and... What are you now, 0-2-1? Yes, those are correct. All right, well, uh, hopefully we can both flip around and get a win here this week. Uh, for me, like you mentioned earlier, I called you when I saw this line, which, you know, usually when lines jump out that bad at you, uh, it doesn't seem to work out as often as you think it should. So maybe it's a little bit of a, a you know, trap or misguided enthusiasm for me here but uh, i love 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 this indianapolis line this week so my play of the week will be indianapolis minus one what about you all right yeah i knew kind of figured you're going there judging by your uh, page release and then uh, the call so that's uh, no surprise there so for me it's between two uh, the two primetime games non-thursday primetime games and i think uh since kansas city Dust me last week. I think I'll maybe switch up the switch it up a little bit. Like I said, I just don't have enough faith in this Denver team. And on top of that, I think the line's going to be going up uh, by the time of this podcast. Where uh, the line will be better, I think, in our favor by the time kickoff. Since I have to pick something now on the podcast, so uh, I think what I'm going to go with is uh, take that Pittsburgh side that we both kind of liked. Uh, I think you released a play on it. You said, and yeah, I'll take Pittsburgh minus three with some little bit of juice. But it, uh, the way I've been going this year, I think I'll, I'll take a little bit of extra help. So I'll take uh, <laughs> Pitts, Pitts, Pittsburgh minus three as my uh, pick of the week here. All right, that sounds good. I uh, obviously like both of those quite a bit. So hopefully we'll uh, get it going in the right direction here and, and have a strong week four. Any uh, concluding thoughts here from me, Rob? Yeah, no, like uh, you said earlier in the pod, it's just kind of pretty tough with uh, the numbers this week. Not a whole lot I like. and. I really liked the week two card. I had quite a few plays, and even last week I had quite a few that I liked. But this week it'll be a pretty, uh, pretty narrow and slim card. I can feel so. I don't think a whole lot will be coming. Uh, maybe a play or two, but just one of those deals. If you can't find value, you don't really have anything. Your numbers don't really add up uh, to any any value or pointing you one way or the other. It's just uh, all right to pass sometimes, even though it is a short season. It's kind of tough to do. I think that's uh, where the dis- discipline comes into play. So that's what uh, I think will happen this week. Yeah, it's funny for me because I think there's like three clear cut categories. There's there's like four or five games I like quite a bit this week. There's like three or four where I'm like, well, I don't really like this, but I think there's a little bit of value on the dog if you want to hold your nose. And then there's like five or six where I'm like, I have no interest in touching this no matter what, basically. So I like this a little bit more than you. But uh, I think me and you kind of flip-flop last week and this week because I really wasn't that interested for the most part last week. But I'm a little bit more interested this week. So 
hopefully we can uh, get her going here and and have a good week four so anyway that'll do it um uh i'm heading back uh friday after the vikes game to uh we'll get it going again in the basement get all the tvs going have a little football central over at the old Arone headquarters so that'll be fun the old uh, hq can't wait to get back and uh we'll see you then so good luck good luck to everybody out there and uh, we'll be back next week Thank you for listening to the Arone Sports Podcast. Check out aronesports.com for all of your sports betting needs, including automatic bet tracking, mobile notifications, free picks, and more.